Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm right, you right? Yeah, I'm right. February 1982. As I was doing the prep today, for some reason, no, when you just think like, I don't know why I thought that, but I thought, is it 1983 and I'm going to have done all this prep and then you're just going to go, it's the wrong year, you idiot. You've had the wrong year before, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. I went 80 like, uh, in one of the ones towards the end of 81. But anyway... I'll tell you what I fucking done today. Um, I had to write the date down for filling out a form. And it was 02-02-2022. Right. Right. And I just had this fucking flashback to being at school. You know when you had to write your date at the top of your work? Yeah. You know, and it would be something like 08-08-88. Yeah. And, like, it always felt a bit futuristic. And you'd think, what am I going to be doing when I write, like, 02 O two twenty twenty two. I'll be a like, millionaire. Yeah, what's the future? What's the future going to be like? And then I'm sat there today, right in O two O two twenty twenty two, filling out a form. Sat there in my shed, and I'm like, "That's what I'm doing." I'm sat here in my shed, and it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking shit at the moment, isn't it? Like that fucking cunt who just won't go. He ain't gonna either. No. Like I watched that thing yesterday. I thought, let's not get too political on here. Like, if people want to follow uh, uh, angry people that have got something to say about politics, you've got plenty they can go and get stuck into, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. But I listened to him do his thing on that report, and he ended up, like, getting overexcited himself at, like, how well he thought it was going. Yeah. And then started sort of shouting, like he was some kind of, giving some sort of Churchill fucking Braveheart speech. And now when you think... It's all lies, you silly cunt. I said, there's something to matter when you're the person that's in charge of everything, you've set all the rules, 
you've done something wrong, so you commission a report into yourself that gets delivered to you, and you decide how much people see of it. What the fucking hell's the matter with this country? Fucking hell. Game's fucked, mate. It's fucked, isn't it? So, yeah, 02, 02, 2022. It was much simpler, wasn't it, 40 years ago? Yeah. In the eighties, everything was fucking all right. In the eighties, it was everything was acceptable. In the eighties, Thatcher, that's all right. You just went, you just screamed, Thatcher, Thatcher, milk snatcher, and got it off your chest. She don't seem so bad now, does she? Seems like a woman of high integrity compared to that fucking floppy haired cunt. <laughs> Still, good to start off with Big Mona, everyone. Sorry, we killed Meatloaf. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. Like, literally, about fucking three days after me and you had had a massive fucking rant, I went back and checked it and obviously phoned you up to find out that it was you that got more angry than me, so I didn't feel quite so bad. I didn't get angry. The thing I felt guilty about was, like, you said to me, so what exactly do you hate about meatloaf? And I couldn't couldn't put my finger on it, so I said, because he's larger than life. He's not anymore, is he? No. No. Sorry to any meatloaf fans, his family. Mean to kill him. Oh. I wouldn't fucking want him dead. Or Kevin Hart. Do you think if... Um, <laughs> if you're a meatloaf tribute act, do you think it's a a positive or a negative? Positive. All day long. Yeah. Because you know that meatloaf's never going to fall on hard times and end up playing the venues you're playing. Yeah. You know... Like Luther fucking Luther tribute acts are yeah. fucking rubbing their hands together now and he's gone. Yeah, it's a matter of time before you see fucking Rick Waller in a syrup at fucking <laughs> Civic Hall in Grace belting out fucking Dead Ringer for Love. I thought you were going to say Black Tup doing Luther. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to do that one anymore, are you? Oh dear. Well, look, before we get on with uh, today's show, I had a little chat with our sponsors, Urban Inc. Uh, they're uh, a, a tattoo studio. Uh, well, there are three tattoo studios, Romford, Brentwood and South End. Uh, and, yeah, I sp- spoke to Billy, and uh, he asked us to kind of up the campaign this month. Um, and should you like to save yourself uh, some money on a tattoo, you can save a nice percentage um, to, to book in your tattoo or to talk about your tattoo. Save money by walking in and approaching the first member of staff you see and shouting in their face... Rape! No! (laughs) (laughs) I keep you up for a fucking big one. (laughs) And you scream in their face... Bellend! Bellend! Exactly. If you shout Bellend... Then uh, you will save yourself a stack of cash. 25% off, he 25% said. Uh, Urban Ink Tattoo, Southend, Brentwood, and Romford. Uh, so, yeah, massive thanks to Urban Ink for, uh, for some reason, agreeing to put their brand anywhere near this podcast when it's not necessarily the listenership or anything that's out of our control. It's one of the hosts that seems to think it's still fucking funny <laughs> to say the most offensive things he can say. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to stop now, am I? No. Not like I'm going to get on the one show anytime soon, <laughs> is it? Oh, brilliant. So go check out Urban Inc. They're on all the social media platforms. Go check them out. And uh, and thanks massively to them for sponsoring this podcast. Right. What are we starting with this month? Rape. 
Um, one of the f- it's like you've got a little button <laughs> that you press. It's like a buzzer. A rape alarm. Oh, oh, um, oh yeah, I see what you've done there. No, it, um, topic. I was trying to do a topical move on then, and you just fucking picked me up and spoiled it. Um, one, one of the Because there were no films on MovieWeb this month. None. Like, literally none. None. Not one. So I, I went on movie phone, like what you oh, normally hello. do. Yeah. You'll find me on movie phone this there month. There you go. Uh, and I've, I found one I'd heard of, which was Death Wish 2. Mm. Did, did you find that? I did. Yeah. You said you seen Death Wish 2? No, but I watched Death Wish about three weeks ago. And I haven't watched it since, like, I was a kid. Oh, really? Was how, how was it? Because I haven't seen it for fucking years. I'll tell you who's one of the bad guys in it. Jeff Goldblum. And he looks about 19. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, it's, it's quite horrible. Like, yeah, you know, to coin one, you know, a phrase that you've thrown in twice already on this podcast. There's obviously quite an horrible assault, and and that's Michael, Michael Winner. Yeah, I, I I read um on the on the Wikipedia for Death Wish Two, uh, Michael Winner said um. Oh, they, they were talking about among the final revisions of the script was a change in location. The original script set the action in San Francisco, but the revision moved the set into Los Angeles. Michael Winner said the film was the same but different from the original. And he said, that's what sequels are. Rocky 2, Rocky 3. You don't see Sylvester Stallone move to the Congo and become a nurse. Here, the look of LA is what's different. Besides, rape doesn't date. Shut up. Serious. Rape doesn't date. Unless it's date rape. Was that the tagline for the film? (laughs) Fucking hell, that's outrageous. Yeah, I'd pick him up on that if he was still around. Silly old, oh, he's dead, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Good rest his soul. Um, he was a cunt, though, wasn't he, Michael Winner? He was just a fat, posh bloke, wasn't he? Uh, just a rotten old cunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he won't move any people shedding tears over him. Well, you know, I, I don't mind it. Mind, mind the old Winner film. Right. Let's let's throw ourselves in a Death Wish-type scenario, right? Ooh. Okay. So, you're on stage, right, with, with, with the cunts, right? Yep. Big up, you're like, you, you've made it, right? Yeah. It's a massive fucking gig, right? I could picture that. Yeah, your name's up in lights behind you, yeah? Uh, you've got fucking thousands of people, all just going, Boris, Boris. Like, I'm all... loving this scenario. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then all of a sudden, that bloke from the fucking, who, who threw the bottle of piss in your face over the Amy Winehouse thing, yeah, he just pulls out a little fucking shooter and then just fucking, right? What, piss? Take No, shot. He's got a gun. I ain't fucking around, right? This is big time, man. It's yeah. a movie. All right, okay. Right? He takes the shot, right? He ain't, he's, you know, he's not the greatest shot. He's obviously come to take you out. You know, you're the spokesman. You're the rudest one. And like, but you're you're lost in the moment, right? You fucking drop to your knees to belt out the chorus of fuck sticks. And before you know it, the bullet has hit Castle straight square in the face. Normally his teeth would have defected it. They're falling out. It's gone straight <laughs> through that gap and it's just fucking, his head's exploded. It's right? killed him. Like, he ain't got an head. He's killed lit- Castle. He's just a fucking mess. Castle's just there, fucking still playing the guitar. Yeah, of course, he's like a chicken. Like... Yeah, muscle memory. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to finish the song. <laughs> But like, yeah, you well, know. Well, of course he Someone's let him on the stage for a band. He's going to be up there until someone drags him off, head or no head. <laughs> so Carsoul's fucking took a bullet for you, right? 
You've got to avenge it. You make it sound like he jumped in front of me, Kevin Costner style. He didn't take a bullet for me. Oh, it was an accident. That bullet was meant for you, all right? Yeah, but he didn't take it for me. The bloke's just a shit shot. Yeah, I know. But, like, Castle's died because of you. Right? Have a think about that. Right? He's a laugh, Castle. Well, it used to be until well, he died. Well, used to be, yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, there you go. I'm glad you have a little think about that. Well, what's the question? Well, you can avenge it, right? So you know where this bloke lives. What are you going to do? Well, as we all know, revenge is a dish best served cold. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, like, you're if, if you try and get revenge straight away, yeah. you're a hothead. You're not in control of your emotions. So what right. you do is you go home and you dwell on it a bit. Yeah. Now, I went on the bloke's Facebook and I found out where he lived. Okay. Right, in East London. Right. He did a bit of DJing and that. So he wasn't that, um, that discreet about where he lived. Yeah. In this imaginary scenario that you yep. set up so um i'll go and find out what you know I'll, I'll kind of walk up and down his road a bit find out exactly where the fucking flat is and then i'll just hang around why, why are you walking up and down there just drive up there hmm? a little newspaper a couple of aisles cut out just fucking you drive up in london nowadays oh you got the fucking, fucking you there's congestion yeah. charge yeah, it's gonna it's gonna yeah. cost you about 90 yeah, fucking yeah, quid yeah. in fines just get the train just get the train with a little fake plastic nose and moustache exactly yeah yeah uh, just walk up and down, you know, like wear like a London outfit so you don't stand out, like you know. Yeah, like S. No, I'm, I'm about like espadrilles, no oh. fucking socks, <laughs> tash like a cunt, and a pair of stupid red glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Trousers off, wipe up your legs. Oh, Timmy Mallet's moved to Hackney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. And then just like wander around and that till it gets dark. And then you see him going out with his record box or, you know, or his USB stick or whatever it yeah. is. And just fucking take him out. Just him out? smash him around the back of the head. <laughs> just like smash him around the back of the head with, some, with a found object, you know, like a, bit, a bit of brick or fucking like, you know, a, a broken chair leg or yeah. something. Just smash him around the back of the head. Then just like have a look about check there's no one around, drag him down an alley, then just shove the broken chair leg up his arsehole and just keep shoving it up there until he's like fucking crying and then he just dies. Then pull out a pair of pliers from your back pocket, pull his two front teeth out, just give Carson a nice send-off in his <laughs> casket. Yeah. Just got a couple of fucking... And stick them in the fucking red pulp that yeah. he's left Castle's head. <laughs> yeah. It's what he would have wanted. Yeah. Oh, and shave the bloke's, bloke's pubes off and just make Castle with his Tash and Sideburn yeah, combo back. Yeah, he'd want that. Yeah. He'd definitely want that. Rest in peace, Castle. Um, yeah, apart from that, uh, there was a film on Movie Phone uh, called Making Love. Was there? Yeah. Making Love. How many guys you know make love? <laughs> Do you think people made love in the 80s? Because for me, if I think of films in the 80s, no one made love. Right in the eighties, you porked. Yeah. You had a bunk up. Yeah. You had a bit of as your father. Yeah, that was carried over from the seventies, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. What about have it off? That's borderline seventies as well, wasn't it? You you had it. I mean, I didn't have it off in the eighties, but people did have it off in the eighties. Yeah. Rita Sue and Bob too. They had it off. Didn't oh, they? they had it off a lot, didn't they? No, that was a jump. They had a jump, didn't <laughs> yeah. they? Get in the car, you can have a jump. <laughs> Or a gang, they were having a gangbang, weren't they? Yeah, with fucking black lace. With black lace. So, who made love in the eighties? You trying to make me say black people? No. Brian Ferry. Brian Ferry made love. He did in the seventies, but he did in the eighties. 
He I didn't think... make love in the seventies. Nah. What did he do in? The... Oh no, it was that frantic jerky, like yeah. the like him and the keyboard player from Sparks just tag teaming some bird. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Magnum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah old Tash. Yeah. 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 He, yeah. Slid it in there. No rush. Yeah. Ponch from chips. <laughs> Do you think so? Oh yeah, Eric Estrada. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah good point. Fonz. Mm. We'll go on to him. What? I don't know. I don't you know. ain't gonna. You ain't cutting off the Fonz on this no, podcast. No, as if I'd ever do that. Are, are we done with people that had it off in the eighties? That, ma- that made love in the eighties. No, like um, because like Luther Vandross, mm. Alexander O'Neill. Sherrick. <laughs> Sherrick did. If you were to say, right, who had it off in the 80s? Who had it off in the 80s? Robin Asquith. He, that was in the 70s, though, wasn't it? He was having as your father in the 70s. Yeah. Who was having it off in the 80s? Who was having it Brian off? Tilsley. Oh, fucking <laughs> He was, wasn't he? <laughs> Curvy Chris Quentin. Yeah. All the page three girls, they were all having it off. Yeah. Or oh, loads of blokes wanted to have it off with him. Yeah, I wanted to have it off with him in the I wanted to have it off with all of them. Even in black and white. Yeah. Um, uh, who, who, were, who were chaps in the 80s that were having it off? Um, footballers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Beefy, both of them. Both of them. Beefy, both of them was bonking like it was going out of fucking business. Oh, um... Uh, Three times a night, bonking Burton boss Ralph Halpern. He was having <laughs> <laughs> he was having it off in the eighties. Absolutely, absolutely. It was it, it, in the eighties. It would have been a minimum of three or four times a night. Yeah, minimum. Right, where are we going now? Music. Is that it for films? That's all I've got. Making love and Death Wish Two. Have you anything else? Well, no, that's the full sexual spectrum there, from making love to the other end of the spectrum, so I feel like we covered everything. Because on, uh, on movie... What's the one you use? Movie web. There was actually nothing, was there? No films. Yeah. Right. Music. Yeah. I think it's arguably... This week could be one of the greatest top fives of all time. Do you know what? I, I kind of thought... The top ten ain't bad, but the top five especially is a fucking cracker, isn't it? The one I've got, right? We go back to some of these. I've got Tan Called Malice at number one. Yeah. Golden Brown at number two. Yeah. Salo Wave Goodbye at number three. You've gone for the same one as me this week. Joan of Arc at fucking number four. Made of all names. And The Model at number five. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's a cracker, isn't it? Lordy, lordy, lordy. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. Tan Called Malice is... Fucking great, isn't it? Yeah. Urgent. It's a real... It's a rabble rouser, isn't it? Yeah. Good drumming as well. Yeah. Nice little bit of Hammond. Buckler. <laughs> that was weird, that, wasn't it? What what, what you're talking about there, that the listeners won't remember. When they, uh, they opened this alternative night in, I don't know, was it 92, 93? Uh, uh, yeah. Around probably about 92, I reckon, at yeah. Hollywood's in Romford. 
And uh, and there was this DJ. I mean, did we, have we spoke about the Bruno Brooks thing on this podcast? I'm sure we must have by now. I, th- right. I think we must have. I don't remember a specific. Right. Well, we'll get to that at some point like, in in another podcast, I'm sure. But uh, but there was just like it was just this new big indie night, and we used to just go up there just because it was a Monday night, and hopefully we could have a few beers and and yeah, cop off with a bird, and. Uh, <laughs> And there was just this bloke who, I the first time I saw him, he was on his. He, he just looked like a bit of a skinhead, didn't he? Like he, he didn't look like an alternative kid. Nah. And I remember the first time I saw him, he was on his hands and knees, and everyone had cleared like a massive space around him, and he was like flipping out on his hands and knees to touch me. I'm sick by mud, honey. And I remember thinking he don't look very well. <laughs> and like, and then there was like. I mean, it was so chicken in a basket, wasn't it? The fact that, like, Big Bold Brad and Bruno Brooks were yeah. DJing this, like, rock night. And they'd done some sort of quiz, didn't they? And oh, they, that's right, yeah. And they pulled this fella out of the crowd, didn't they? Yeah. And what was the question? You, I can't no, remember it, what they asked him. It was... Mallet's mallet. It was... It was you, weren't, you weren't allowed to say yes <laughs> or no. It was the yes or no game. And, and they'd fucking... You'd have to down a pint and then they'd do the yes or no game with you. And, uh, you know, people got up and was just fucking playing it. And then uh, there was this bloke who was uh, he was all done up like a mob, like yeah. in a mod suit and that. It was he? him? Yeah. Yeah, go on. No, go on. I can't remember even, like, how it come about, how he said what he said. So um, they've got him up on stage for this yes or no game. And big, bold Brad's uh, gone to him. Um, so what's your name? Uh, and he's handed the bloke the mic, and the bloke's gone, Weller, Foxton, Buckler, <laughs> The Jam. And big old Brad's gone to him, so do you like The Jam? And he went, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted a pint, didn't he? And we wanted to tell everyone he liked The Jam. <laughs> if someone asked him he was if he liked the jam, he was never going to beat around the bush, was he? Yeah, he ain't going to be. He ain't playing games. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good night. Uh, number two, Golden Brown, the Stranglers. That's good as well, wasn't it? Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard it too much, Golden Brown, over the years, but I, I, I do think it's brilliant. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, but it's good though. Is it about the horse? Is it, oh, it's about a horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I remember hearing it as a kid and thinking it was creepy, and I remember thinking it was a bit boring when I was a kid. Oh really? But like, yeah, but I like it now. Yeah. Like, everything you, everything was boring for you as a kid. Once you got a Millennium Falcon, everything's fucking boring, though, isn't it? You're fucking staring at your Millennium Falcon <laughs> over there. <you> dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, what was your earliest? Like memory of drugs, if we're talking about the horse. Um, I can't really remember. Is it Zamo? Yeah, I suppose it must have been, but it was so that was so fucking abstract from what would have happened at school at the time. Like the idea of someone being on drugs didn't feel it didn't feel like uh, anything that was likely to happen at school. I didn't. I didn't think. Do you remember anyone like seeming like they was on drugs? He just seemed really young to be fucking. At my like, you know, junior school and that, like, no one was on drugs. Like, how old was we when we were singing "You're on drugs"? 
about 16, I suppose, 15 or 16. <laughs> Probably like, what, like, it would have been between 14 and 16, wouldn't it? We couldn't have wrote that at 14. You hang around with a bunch of mugs, smoking, smoking drinking, drinking, and, and taking drugs. drugs. You're on drugs. You're on drugs. <laughs> We told the teacher, we told, told your mum. mum, you keep packets of it up your bum. I'd forgotten about her. <laughs> if we drugs. wrote that at 15, we was very immature, wasn't we? There was people that we were hanging around, oh, I guarantee we're smoking weed at that point. We're just still fucking perplexed <laughs> by fucking pictures of Zamo. Um, <clears throat> I remember legitimately being fucking freaked out of that episode where like that camera was going yeah, and just zooming in on Zamo, like all fucking skagged out in Rowley's arcade. I was like, oh fucking hell! Oh, I don't want to do drugs. I don't know. I just, I, I don't. I never related it to my own life. It was like just something that happened on TV. Can you remember like the first time like you you got offered like weed and smoked weed? Um, no, I, I, I don't. Maybe like yeah, maybe at a part, maybe at a party or something like. But it would have been like fucking. 17 or 18, I think. Yeah. I've got a diary that I kept then. And and there's a bit when you pass your driving test. And and so, like, we're 17. And all of my mates were definitely, like, getting into pizzazz and, like, and, like having it off and, like, having the fucking best time. We weren't, was we? But we was like literally. We had like, about three pubes between us. <laughs> wearing fucking one pound Ray Bans with the lenses pushed off, going through the drive thru in your car, pretending to be the proclaimers. Singing You're on Drugs. <laughs> was that what you were singing? To the cool kids who were actually on drugs and having a really good time. Yeah. But I don't remember wanting to do that. I don't remember like, like kind of wanting to. I was quite happy being a fucking donut. I think we just did whatever we wanted to. And. I never felt like I was missing out with doing drugs. No. No. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Computer love, the model by Craftwork. When you actually look at the words model and computer love in 2022, it just makes you think of some kind of rock site. Yeah, it means something different these days, doesn't it? A model used to be something glamorous, didn't it? You know, like and uh, and unattainable. Now it's just some fucking rat bag in a bedsit with a horrible rat out selling pictures of it for 25p each. <laughs> Computer loves just... I'll just picture some bloke in a fucking... Stephen Port. <laughs> just so, yeah, just some fucking geezer in a room that smells like Farley's rusks. Just fucking, maybe he's just spat all over his own fucking pajamas too much. But uh, the, the elation. Can you remember like finding your first jazz mag? Well, you've wrote for a jazz mag, haven't you? You yeah. had a cartoon strip in big in the jazz mags. Big, <laughs> big, big jazz player, team. big old player. Was that Razzle? No. <laughs> No, um, it was Nave. Nave. So Nave and, Nave and Fiesta, uh, they were all published by Galaxy Publications, which is in Whitham in Essex. Right. Like Whitham's like a sleepy little village, and out the back there's this industrial estate that used to be like you know basically like the fucking mecca, mecca of spaff mags, and, <laughs> and uh, you know back in the day they had a big fuck like you know these great big fucking offices and that, but obviously you know like internet porn has taken its toll on the wank mags, and now it's just like. Three blokes just sat in one room of this big floor, empty floor of offices, just all like wanking around a little table. But they 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 do about like they they make about eight, you know, eight different wank mags and that between just these these three blokes all do, you know all just fucking do the layouts and uh, and everything themselves now. So like by fucking scaling it down, you can keep it going. But the uh, golden era of the wank mags is long gone, isn't it? How did it come about that you wrote a comic strip for one? Just um. Uh, there was this guy who I think had done like a journalism degree or whatever, uh, who uh, ended up editing um, Fiesta and Nave, and he was a like you know like my like my work, and he was one of one of the people like big supporters like right early on like yeah. you know before I'd kind of gone out touring and stuff, and um, his missus turned up for the use my arsehole as a cunt video filming in Basildon when I put a sort of shout out and. And uh, got you know got a bunch of people all to kind of do a little procession through Basildon and and a little dance routine. His missus turned up for that, and he just yeah just like supported us and uh, and said um did you fancy doing a cartoon or something? So yes. uh, yeah yeah jumped at it. I oh, no, like I mean it didn't it didn't last that long. It lasts about what like fucking six or seven issues. But still, like, you know, it's one of them fucking things that hey free yeah. wank mags. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've got 8,000 wank bags indoors. I'm a fucking car sole dropped round my house. You got, it was a pallet. Literally a pallet. It wasn't on a pallet, but it what there was a pallet's worth. I don't know why you got them. It's a lot. Just, yeah, you just, like, someone texts you and says, I've got 8,000. Is it 8,000 or 800? I think it's more. It must be 8,000. 
It's a lot of wank mags. It is a lot of wank mags. But if someone texts you and says you want all those wank mags and you say no, hmm. would you look like it? Yeah. Even opened the box? Well, they were all in bin bags. So I've had a little, like, I got them all out of bin bags and sifted through them, put them in boxes, catalogued them. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. If anyone wants 8,000 wank mags, <laughs> pages are all stuck together. <laughs> yeah, there's now 800. Oh, I've still got some bloke that I've promised I'd, I'd send my wasp uh, animal fuck like a beast picture disc to a, a listener of the podcast. But oh, really? I've been up my mum's loft yet and found it, but yeah, we, we arranged that. Lovely. Yeah. Um, haircut 100, love plus one. That's a good song, isn't it? Is it? Red and red and red and red and red. Love, love, love plus one. How's the verse go with that? Bum, bum, bum. Is that? Bum, bum, bum. Maybe Anna. Yeah. And you from here. It's all right. Here we go. Yeah, it's not very good. But speaking of haircuts, I was thinking about some haircuts I'd had. Haircuts that we'd had in the 80s. Did we have the same haircut throughout the whole of the 80s? Did you have a shit mullet by the end of the 80s? Uh, I had a shit mullet in the 80s. At some point. That was probably like post-Jason Donovan, though. 87? 88? Yeah, it must have been. I wouldn't say I had a mullet because of Jason Donovan. It sounds like it now, doesn't it? Hmm? Craig McLaughlin, he had a he had a solid mullet. No. Who inspired your mullet? Fish. <laughs> uh, it was probably a footballer. Ah, uh, I'll use Barry Venison. There you go. Barry Venison. Most gases had fucking big old fucking mullets at that point, didn't they? Yeah. Did you remember this right? But I had a rat's tail. Yeah. Can you remember that I had a rat's tail? Was that was that off the karate kid? Nah, I'm sure it won't. It would have been early eighties. And like because my mum was an hairdresser, like I must have grown my hair a, a little bit longer at the back. Yeah. And like and obviously she just cut either side. Yeah. And just left this tiny little bit at the back. And I remember thinking it was like the coolest thing I'd ever done. And I couldn't have been much older than like ten. And I remember thinking, like, yeah, I've got a rat's tail. I remember you had a rat's Did you thread any beads on it? No, I fucking didn't, you prick. You know I didn't. Fucking you beads were like, on it. I remember you were, like, three beads, like, red, no, gold I and green. I fucking didn't. Drowning in Berlin, have you? Yeah, shit. Is it? Yeah. The, the, I think in the 80s, you weren't worried about drowning in Berlin, was you? Where were you worried about drowning? Quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened to all the quicksand? It was gone, everywhere. Gone, it was gone. everywhere, wasn't it, in the 80s? Did you know anyone that ever fell in quicksand? Oh, yes. No, you yeah, never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my uncle's mate. No, bollocks. <laughs> yeah. 
No chance. Drowning no one ever. No one drowned in quicksand. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Not in England. Hmm. Where was your fucking drowning quicksand in England? No oh, one in a swamp. Fuck... What? <laughs> your muppet. <laughs> I just, I, I love the fact that there's just some fucking family of four just dragging their fucking windbreak down fucking the beach on Skegness and all of a sudden the old man's up to his fucking neck in quicksand thinking ah oh, no, just fucking leave while you can kids I'm fucked there's no getting out of this like see ya and like and that's it gone like what happens when you, you, you drown in quicksand in the UK how deep do you go or you, you, or you literally just found like when the tide goes out no like, there, like no, one, no one no one who's Nicholson in the shining <laughs> No one who has ever drowned in quicksand has ever been found. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> no one knows how deep quicksand is. One of those things, isn't it? It just keeps keeps on going. Because you... anyone that's tried... Let me tell you now. Anyone that has tried to rescue someone from quicksand has got sucked into the quicksand and they've never been seen again. That's dogs in lakes. Is it? Yeah. That's no. people that have gone in to save their dogs. The dogs have got out and they've died. It's not quicksand. Yeah, but you just end up a body floating in a lot. That's a body of water, you know, with a with a finite depth. One quicksand. Thing about quicksand. It ain't that quick either, is it? When you see it in films, it seems to take ages. You know yeah, you're but dying. That's just, yeah, but that's because films, like if it's just like, <laughs> that don't happen. No, like no, they just like they slow it down just to kind of for dramatic effect. Do you, need, you want me to mention that you're ill to everyone? He's got a fucking Vic Sinex out, right? He's sticking in every fucking orifice on his head. He's got a blocked up ear and he's acting like he's fucking got terminal cancer. I don't think I'm going to make it through this podcast, mate. He's ill. <clears throat> I just, right now, I could get swallowed up by quicksand and it'd be doing the world a favour. Oh. Um, look, but do you honestly think, like, do you know anyone? that has ever got anywhere near quicksand or... No, of course not, because everyone I know is too fucking clever and switched on to get anywhere near fucking quicksand. You just wouldn't go anywhere near... What does you, it look like? You've heard Can the... you buy bags of it at fucking Travis Perkins? Well, of course not, because you throw... Yeah, you... give us a couple of fucking sacks of sharp, mate, and I'll, you know what, lobbing a fucking... Lobbing a couple of sacks of quicksand, liven things up at the fucking... Yeah, but why would you do that? Put that in your footings and fucking you've lost two of your fucking labourers. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous fucking conversation. Fucking quicksand. Oh. oh dear. I hope there's not some fucking quicksand support group that's going to start fucking messaging <laughs> us now, calling us insensitive fucking assholes. Uh, quicksand. I, I, if anyone has known anyone that has ever been anywhere near quicksand in the UK, message us. Right. Television. But. We haven't finished with music yet, are Ain't we? we? Sorry, I'm fucking getting carried away, aren't I? Well, for starters, what was it, number six? Uh, let's have a little look. That's what I wanted to hear tonight. I wanted to hear you doing that. Right, what's the difference between that and the start of Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight? Mum away. <laughs> but REM done a version of The Lion Sleeps Tonight on the CD single of that as well. Ah. Yeah, as a nod. Acknowledging. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what Did they you, do what... that instead of having to pay any royalties? 
Did the bloke from Type Fit make love? I so, remember he had like a little fucking pair of pants on. He was all like tanned and oiled up, wasn't he? And he had like I a think, little kind of like tailing like headband. And I remember I, thinking he was really cool. I think more likely he was made love too. I loved the Lion Sleep tonight when I was a kid. I thought it was just fucking brilliant. Yeah, well, it's rubbish, though, isn't it? Oh, it's fucking toilet. <laughs> it really is. Uh, speaking of toilet, uh, Oh Julie by Shaky at number seven. Yeah, it's poxy, isn't it? Uh, let's not go back to Meatloaf. Still in the charts. Uh, anything else that you want to do, uh, discuss? Do you like since he's working overtime? Yeah, I love it. It's good, that, isn't it? It's fucking brilliant, yeah. What's the other oh, plans for Nigel? That's a fucking good tune. Yeah. Got some belters at XTC, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, um, oh, we've ended up talking about Wank Mags already, but Centerfold by Jay Jay Giles Bands at number seventeen. Do you reckon he was a bloke? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. 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 I imagine like like the American Rod Stewart. Yeah. He didn't make love. He had it off. Yeah. Yeah, if he was American, he was just porking left, right, and centre. <laughs> <laughs> and he weren't porking like, I've got to get lead. Nah, 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 nah. He was just like, what are you doing later? Oh, mate, I, I, nah, no chance, mate, I'm porking. Yeah. Like, what, seriously, sniff them, mate. Yeah. That's just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Can't talk, got to pork. Right. Uh, oh, see you. Uh, by Basildon's uh, hometown heroes, Depeche Mode. Yeah. Uh, was That's that my... their first time troubling the charts, see you? No. They've all... No, we've already fucking oh, done yeah, it. Just can't... You and just can't get enough. Just oh, yeah, can't course. get yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Dreaming of Me didn't, did it? But then New, new Life, yeah. then just can't get enough. We've spoken about all of these, haven't we? Yeah. We haven't spoken about See You, though. That's all my favourite. do is See You. It's a bit creepy, isn't it? Yeah, but anything boo, can be boo, if you fucking... Boo, boo. If you do it like that. <laughs> so pull that fucking seedy face. <laughs> but the video's all like in Woolworths, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's a bad video, that, isn't it? No, I, I fucking love that video. I think, for me, that's that's just because the age. Is it Basildon? Oh, I don't, I, I don't know. But that was Julian Temple made that video. Was it? Yeah. But it's all like all the little fucking synth riffs are played on calculators, aren't they? And tills. I ain't seen that for fucking donkeys. That's that well worth a what. Anyone that's a, just a sad old 80s cunt like us, go and have a little watch of the video for see you. It's well worth a watch. I like it when like you do get a little a little flashback to like one of the places you used to hang out. Like in um every day's like Sunday, the the Morrissey yeah. video when that's all like South End in like the fucking late eighties. That's yeah. like oh fucking brilliant. Look at all of that. Oh, isn't it? Like it's fucking weird seeing it. Oh, Larry, it was as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you know what? I, I was in Clacton the other day, and I, I had a little Google uh, when I got home, what happened to the Clacton clown? Because there used to be this fucking clown at the top of the pier before you went in, the, like there was an arcade called the Pier Pavilion. A statue? Well, it, it was like in a in a glass box, this clown that had like one hand suspended in the air, and it was like, <laughs> in this top hat. And uh, I, I Googled the Clacton clown, and it was in the Pet Shop Boys film. What? Um, um, it couldn't happen here. Yeah, it couldn't happen here. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was in there, but like you know, they kind of made it really. There was this shot of it on YouTube. Um, yeah, like made it look really creepy. But then I see some other fucking video. Some bloke from Clacton that have rescued it from a skip when it like it all got taken away and just hoid in a skip. Yeah, this bloke fucking had rescued it from a skip. 
Out of so, fizzy wheat? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it all. Yeah. Um, I've had a busy week, actually, you cunt. <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm single-handedly taking down Lab Baby. Uh, what, where are we getting on? How are we getting on with that? Yeah, all right. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll say you had a little rant. Well, not not necessarily single-handedly, because I think yeah. there's lots of people on Twitter that also uh, just realise what a fucking self-serving cunt he is. So, yeah, just, you know, every time he posts something trying to be jocular about trying to leverage a sponsorship deal out of Aldi for their latest sausage roll maker, just people just keep posting up these seven questions about, like, how much money he's going to charity. Has he responded to any of it? No, only that fucking... Only the... Uh, in the interview, in um, in the official charts thing, mm. where he referred to the certain sort of people that would buy the Boris Johnson song, he but, must proper you. Oh, he, he must do. It's going to end up in a charity boxing match, isn't it? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, you hope so. Well, he's six foot eight though, so I'm a bit Is worried. He? It ain't going to be like the new kids on the block. I'm going to go along fucking tooled up for it. Is he six foot eight? Mm. Oh, he'll fill you right in. I'm six foot ten. <laughs> Does he have to go to America to get his shoes made? No. Uh, I'm just looking at Drop 24. was Mirror, 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 Mama, by Dollar. Yeah. Uh, I got a uh, a flyer through the door this week uh, from the Conservative Party. David Van Dyke? Loads of, uh, a picture of like about six fucking Tory fucking toffs. And fucking David Van Day from Dollar fucking with his arm round him at the edge, like with his little fucking rosette, just looking like fucking Bucks V's reject. What's he doing? <sighs> Silly old man. Silly old cunt, isn't he? Yeah. Are we done with music? Yeah, I think so. All right. Okay. Oh, I'll tell you what, actually. Fucking um, uh, 36. Um, oh, no, actually, there's, there's a couple in here. Um, uh, 24, Hey Mickey. What did you make of that? Um, I didn't used to be that arsed about it, but then when uh, when I was DJing the gay clubs, I used to play that out quite a lot, and I think it's just fucking screw me. She was a, a proper big-time choreographer, wasn't she? Oh, was she? Yeah, she choreographed like um, like loads of like, massively iconic fucking music videos. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, she like, worked with all of your fucking Madonnas and fucking... Taylor Danes and like what well, after after yeah, yeah, Hamilton yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz cuz she was in that fucking the road what's the road movie uh with Dennis Dennis Hopper and where they're driving motorbikes I'm trying to fucking Easy Rider Yeah she really? was an Easy Rider yeah Fucking hell she must be quite old then Yeah cuz she was tidy in that little cheerleader outfit wasn't she in that yeah. video I remember thinking Ooh. Yeah but she had an old lady's minzo uh... like Mary Berry <laughs> Tired old cunt. Um, television. Did you want to talk about Funboy Free? Yeah, I did. But I, do you know what? I did. I did actually want to talk about Funboy Free and Banana Rama. Because uh, um, I read uh, Karen and Sarah did like a joint autobiography. Uh, that I'll, I'll, I'll get that for Christmas or 
I don't know. I've read, I read it recently. I read it just before. I think I might have got it for last Christmas and read it just before this Christmas. And uh, they was they used to knock around with the sex pistols. Like when they... Because they, they both moved to London and moved into the... the what was it? The YWCA. Uh, and was that in fucking centre point? Yeah. And um, the pistols obviously had their... You know, this was just post-fucking pistols breaking yeah. up. At that re- um, rehearsal studio just off Denmark Street. And so there's loads of pictures of them in the fucking Pistols rehearsal studio with really? like with like the props from the Great Rock and Roll Swindle and stuff. And they was like because they got really matey with Steve Jones. But you don't really you don't realise any of that when you when you think of Banana Rama. But when you think about it, it's only like four years, isn't it, or something like that. Yeah. And like and on the grand scheme of things, it ain't that long, is it? When you nah. think what we were doing four years, it ain't a great deal different to what we're doing now. No. Nah. That's fucking crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Bananarama, but like I, that's the thing is I think Bananarama collectively you can go Bananarama, but then you break it down to, to the constituent parts and it's just a bit like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, <yeah. laughs> Telly. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for ruining Bananarama for everyone. 3D glasses. Oh, someone. You- had, uh, sorry, I just want to fucking. Uh, there was a bloke who used to come at uh, the gay club, this bloke George. And whoever, I might have told this story before, so sorry if you've fucking heard this one before. But this bloke George used to come at the gay club. Whenever you played a record, he'd come up and go, fuck Tim, like that. <laughs> and uh, I put on Banana Rama one night at the gay club and he came up and went, fucked her. I went, really? And he went, Sarah Darling used to go to college with her. When I was at college, I fucked all the Polones. And it's just kind of minced off. <laughs> and then later on, I've put on Man to Man Meets Man Parish, a uh, male stripper. Yeah. And uh, he's come mincing up again and gone, fucked him. And I went, oh, he went, Mickey's own. I went, Didn't he die of age? He went, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, spirited. Yeah, hardcore. 3D glasses were given away inside the TV Times. Oh, were they? What was that for? Jaws? Nah, some fucking TV show they put on. 
which I imagine was just a fucking picture of a fucking mountain or something where you meant to go, ooh. <laughs> Underwhelming, consistently 3D. Yeah. Like, whenever I've gone to a cinema to see a film that's in 3D, after about fucking 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, this is annoying. What, what films were 3D in the 80s? There was a Jaws 3D, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know if I went to see that. No, I didn't. Was Freddy Krueger the, the third Nightmare on Elm Street so, yeah. film? But there was a bit where it's like, put your glasses on now. Was it? Was it? I can't remember. And then he just kind of waves something at the, you know, like waves wave something towards the camera and that. Oh, shit. I bought a 3D telly once. Oh, did you? Oh, I've still got it. I'm like, it's just a telly. What, is that a recent thing? No, about 15, about 10, 15 years ago. Oh, recent thing then? Yeah. For me? Yeah. Well, it was just like a telly, but it was like a 3D telly and you got like four pairs of 3D glasses with it. Then I fucking put it on my wall and sat down, and it has to be at like the same level as your eyes for it to work. So it was like, <laughs> that foot above me head, so it didn't work. Just sat on your wife's shoulders. But like, it just don't work. You just fucking look at it, and it's like, it's just, yeah, the juice ain't worth the squeeze of 3D. Do you know your trouble? Go on. You just don't believe. I don't want to fucking believe. I'm no, right exactly, exactly. You don't like. Well, why'd you buy a three D telly then? Because, like, when I bought a fucking surround sound, I went there just to buy a little speaker, and they took me in the music room in Comet, and went. I went, mate. I ain't coming in there. I know you use a lot of work, and he went, no, look, just come and have a listen. I went in there, and then three minutes later, I spent three hundred quid. You an easy target? I think so. And I'm a cynical cunt, so I don't know why. Fool and his money. Uh, Happy Days uh, was on in uh, February 1982. Are you going to cunt off the phones? Why do you think I'm going to cunt off the Because the way you said about we'll come to him later on, like... Arthur Fonzarelli is one of the coldest men that's ever walked this fucking planet, mate. Right. I'm glad to... Glad we... Right. I fucking love Arthur Fonzarelli. You ain't going to cunt off Winkler now. Kind of funny one. Oh, fucking... where's the where's the sting in the tail? There ain't any sting in the tail. I fucking love Happy Days. Well, good. Yeah, me too. Can right. we be a bit happier about it then? All right. Sunday, <laughs> Monday, happy days. <laughs> uh, I fucking loved it. Like, Saturday nights, it was on at 5.35, and it had just started. Like, Goodbye, Grease guys. Hello, Blue. And I just thought, yes. A picture of that jukebox. Then there'd be a picture of fucking Marion, and then fucking, uh, what, was the, what was her husband's name? Howard. Howard. Uh, and then Richie, and then Joni. They'd save the fonts till last. Oh, of course, yeah. And like, and then you'd get fucking Ralph and Potsy. Chachi. Chachi. Later, Chachi. Yeah. Like, uh, and then obviously uh, Alf. Like, was it Alf? Who had the tavern? Oh, the old, the old fella. It was Alf, wasn't it? I can't remember. Yeah. And then it was, because it Mr. Miyagi played the first one. And then. That's ringing a bell now, you yeah. say that, yeah. Like, oh, I fucking loved a bit of Happy Days. Like,. Yeah, he was fucking called cool a Fonz, wasn't he? His fingers stuck. Oh, mate. It don't matter how many times he whacked that jukebox, you weren't fucking smashing the fucking grannies of Fanny Batter off of his fucking fists. God, no. <laughs> uh, February the 16th, On Safari Begins. Remember that? You're going to have to refresh me memory. It was hosted by uh, Biggins. Christopher yeah, Biggins. Yeah, he's ringing a bell now. Uh, it was ITV. Yeah, Christopher Biggins. Uh, it was kind of set in this like TV studio, this uh, thing. Uh, Biggins, obviously, of Rocky Horror fame. Um, and uh, Gillian Telfer, a.k.a. also known for a role as Kathy Bill and um, also known for 
Suck jobs in the lay-by. <laughs> I thought you were going to leave that for me. <laughs> <laughs> I fancy Cappy Bill in the 80s. I would have. If I'd have been in a lay-by, you'd... <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, God, yes. I mean, it's quite weird because Pauline Fowler was a bit frumpy, wasn't she, in EastEnders? Go Not back in, yeah, to when you carry on served. Films. Yeah. Like, core. Yeah. She, I mean, that was... What was was I being served seventies? Yeah, she would have been called referred to as crumpet then. Definitely. Yeah. Not on not on this podcast though. We are very very post hashtag me too. Yes. Um, I remember watching on Safari like each week. I remember thinking it was really rubbish. Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't really have much memory of it. Yeah, it, it was pants. So uh, what was the premise of it? They I, just it went was... out of a lay by, and she desperately tried to get big in Zard. It just like ended up just showing him pictures of Lee John from Imagination pulling his ass off. remember the premise of the show <laughs> I just remember it was like it was almost like an adventure game where they had to do this kind of little assault course around this very small studio and Biggins would be wearing like looked like saying out of like ain't our fuck mum it went in like a sort of, sort of safari so it was fucking rubbish yeah there weren't a lot more going on in telly uh, around that point Falcon Crest started which was I think it must have been Dallas Dynasty, and they must have tried to cash in on Falcon Crest, which run from 81 and 90, so that must have been relatively successful. But no, It's got... just an happy shop at Dallas, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. News. I've only got one item for news. Oh, I haven't done much research in the way of news this month. Uh, the DeLorean car factory in Belfast is put into receivership. All right, so I've got a question for you, right? Yep. You get in your you get in your DeLorean. Yep. You can go on one trip back in time. Where are you going? <sighs> what anywhere? What from now? Hmm. Could you give me a bit of preparation for this? This there's, there's only one. All right, we'll come back to it. Have you got your one? Uh, I kind of kept thinking that. I'd quite like to go back to um, when I flicked that bit of snow spray in your eye just to see if it made complete contact and just if you overreacted that much because it's something that like, I always felt really bad about for quite a while. Well, can I say, it's a shame that you wasted your one trip on that because I can confirm for you it hit me in the eye and it really fucking hurt. I still find it really hard to believe that you could scream that loud at that age. Surely your scrotum must have dropped by that point. What year was it? <laughs> I'll consult my diary. <laughs> I'd quite like to go back to then. Uh, I mean, there's obviously loads of really lovely, nostalgic things I'd like to go back to, of like fun things we've done. Yeah, but it'd be much better just to go back in time and just ruin something for someone else, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> 
Well, anywhere. Yeah. But like, could, would you be invisible so you could go in and yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I mean, there's so many things, isn't there, that have happened in the course of history. Imagine going back, and uh, but you, you was visible. Imagine going back, and you could change the course of time at that rugby match, and just as fucking. All of them coppers are chasing Erica Rowe and her big 80s jugs around that pitch. You just fucking bomb past with your pencil work going the other way. Like, completely <laughs> fucking have your moment of fucking... Because, was there was there a cricket one where, like, some bloke had his fucking dinkle out and was bombing around and a copper put his helmet over it? I don't know. There's, there's, there's pictures, isn't there, of, of coppers... Uh, there was a lot of football ones, wasn't there, where blokes ran around naked and... The coppers walking them off the pitch with their helmet over the <laughs> over the geezer's helmet. They don't do that anymore, do, do you they? Get a new act when that happens. <laughs> oh fucking hell, Sarge! <laughs> it's a fucking. Incinerating the fucking. <laughs> oh, fuck off, mate. There's <laughs> fucking Johnson in that. Oh, fucking hell. This guy's cheddar all round the rim, Todd. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <clears throat> so I ain't got a lot for sport. It was the World Karate Championships, that's all. That was it? Yeah. And, and, Where was Brian Jacks at this point? He was doing superstars. Yeah. It was Vic Charles that won it. And I got to train with Vic Charles when I'd done karate when I was about 12. Did you? Yeah. And, did did uh, you know of his, him winning the world karate? Yeah, it, it was like sold to us that like there was this like seminar that you could go and train with Vic Charles. And like, I was proper excited. Yeah. And like, and he was just this really friendly bloke that come and just showed us how to do stuff that, yeah. We are, do you know what? He come down in like a white karate suit and like and just showed us like really good stuff. Yeah. Like that we kinda knew that we'd been doing. I just wanted some bloke to turn up in like some fucking black satin fucking outfit and just show us how to use nunchucks. Yeah. That's the sort of shit I wanted from a seminar. Smash a plank in half. Yeah, and then just like show me how to fucking throw a smoke bomb and disappear like a ninja. That's the sort of <laughs> stuff I wanted. Like yeah, never never got any of that. But uh but yeah, like that's kind of all, all I've got. Have you got anything else you want to throw in? I'll tell you what we've got to finish on. Okay. Is um, following your darts and snooker uh, rows, yep. offs, okay. that you introduced last yep. last month, we were talking about is there a guy building in the pink windmill? In Amy's world. Yeah. And yep. um, I thought of a glaring omission, obviously, the fucking Blue Oyster. Yeah, of course. Please, Academy. And uh, that got me thinking about gay fights. Okay. And so, who was the hardest gay in the 80s? Not counting Tennant or Michael, because they'd they come out afterwards. Right. Um, round one, Somerville v. Armand. See, I see this going one way. Somerville... He's, just, he's a fiery red. Yeah. Uh, 
He's not got a lot of weight behind his pants, though, has he? Yeah, I, I think, like, basically, yeah, he, he, like, I guarantee his corner man's going, like, right, Jim, listen, you go out, right, Allman's going to come out, he's going to come out fucking swinging. He went, slip the right, go low, body shot, because he's carrying fucking nine pints of semen in that stomach, <laughs> and, like, literally fucking one straight up the fucking jumper, and he's, yeah, he's going down spewing fucking spaff everywhere. Do you do you want to risk that though, and you get you get caught on the tsunami of jizz? I don't know. A win's a win. It'd be like quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> Somerville winner. Right, Somerville. Um, round two. Uh, Bell v George. Ooh, ooh. See, Bell's like Bell's got a bit of weight behind him. Yeah, like he's, he's a he, unit. Yeah, and uh, mind you, so is George. Yeah. Like, I mean, not in '85, but no, no. But I, do you know what? It's sort of reading George's books, like he's a feisty Irishman that that like ain't afraid to hold his hands up. So uh, yeah, I'm going George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what were you thinking? I reckon Bell can look after himself. Yeah, but I think you give him a little bit too much respect, and I think before <laughs> you. Know... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, 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 George all day long. Right. Uh, uh, third, uh, third bout. Johnson uh, v the bloke from Man to Man Meets Man Parish. It might be Mickey's own. If... There's a lot of leather right. going on here. Mm. I see this more as in like a kind of wrestling style match. I think there's a lot of leather. There's a lot of studs. He's done what he's going to pull out his pocket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you know what I think? Like, it, it, I think it could be tag team because I think you know you 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 got it could always be tag team with man to man meets man. You got both of them in one corner. You got Johnson and fucking what's his name and then Rutherford. And, and Rutherford in the other side. I reckon like Johnson might get fucking caught early, and I think Rutherford's just gonna fucking launch the lever out over his shoulder. Do you reckon he could have it, Rutherford? Definitely, definitely. There'd be no need to just slip him out and replace him with Terry McDermott. Rutherford could have it on his own. I, I, I think, yeah, Rutherford. If not, call the drummer Kevin uh, Webster from Coronation Street and he'll fucking step in and fucking finish the job. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I'll go Johnson. Right. So do what we got so far, we've got Somerville, George and mm-hmm. Johnson. Right, final bout, Hollywood from Mannequin versus Divine. Ah, oh, mate, no brainer. Really? Yeah, divine all day long. Yeah, like you're not going to mess with divine, mate. He's the like, guy. He's the guy, daddy, basically, isn't he? He's big daddy. Yeah, he's the big daddy. He's like he's Papa Bear. He's like he's going to literally. None of them are beating divine. Hundred percent. Was that it all over and done with? Hundred percent. The crowd were already chanting, "He's there, he's there, he's there," and like. And, and already, I'm, I'm sure people like fucking George are hanging over the ropes going, oh, am I? you think I'm easy? No, no, that's not what we're talking about, mate. We're talking about that fucking unit, and he's going to fuck you up. Like, all day long, mate, divine. Oh, all right. Well, that's done, then. Yeah, yeah, and new. And new champion, yeah. Divine. Worthy winner. Yeah. Dangerous. Divine played the pink toothbrush. Really? Yeah. Yeah, divine played the brush. I didn't know that. Yeah. George did. Culture Club played their first ever show at the Brush. I knew Culture Club did, and Mo, Mo did, didn't they? Yeah. Sossel? 
uh, yeah, soft sell did. And in Mark's book, he talks about uh, uh, someone threw a glass at him like quite early. It was one of their early shows, and they come down and they got like yeah, he got like bottled off stage. Uh, I don't like Erasure never did. Obviously, Vince. I don't think Yazoo did. I think like by the time Vince left mode. Like, I think he's kind of... I ain't going back to that shithole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I, 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 yeah, so I don't think Erasure ever did. Uh, Frankie never. Um, that's it, isn't it? But yeah, like, there's, I've still got a flyer uh, for Divine. Yeah. Like, it's fucking mad, isn't it? That like, is mad, isn't it? Mm. That'd be something if you could fucking get in the old DeLorean to go back and see some of them gigs at the brush. Oh, mate, yeah. I need Depeche Mode at the brush. Yeah. Yes, please. That'd be fucking brilliant. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? How, like, that was at that point, like, so that's early, you know, around the time that we're talking. And so when you was DJing JY and all these places, that's like, I suppose at the time, maybe 20, 22, 23 years later, that them records are still being played. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that they're so iconic in that scene and they're such fucking great pop songs. Yeah. That, like, they're still fucking anthems. Yeah, well, that, that, that's the thing. That is the thing with the 80s. Is it was a good time for pop, wasn't it? And a lot of the fucking tunes, you know, although the production was different to, yeah. to everything that kind of come before, the tunes stand the test of time because they're proper fucking pop songs. 100%. 100%. We back for uh, March 1982? Yeah. All right. In Cheers. March? Yes. Cheers for listening. Hopefully we get this one out quite early in February. Stop using a fucking moaning. Yeah, Bye. bunch of cunts. <laughs> Remembering when we were young in the 80s.